Hello and welcome to Multi-Level Mondays, a weekly series all about pyramid schemes, Ponzi schemes, multi-level marketing, and other forms of business fraud. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're going to be talking about a long-requested topic, paparazzi. This jewelry MLM honestly didn't strike me as anything particularly horrible when I started to look into it, just a cheap $5 jewelry company that used a scammy business model. However, many of you have been asking for this episode for quite some time now, and obviously I was gonna cave at some point. So I was curious to see if there was anything else about this MLM that it might be hiding. But that's not all. Since Paparazzi is a relatively new, smaller jewelry MLM, I wanted to add another one into the mix and one many of you may not have heard of, and it's called Park Lane. So we've got a double whammy today with two MLM jewelry type companies. So let's get into it. We came back the next day and made it look as good as we knew how and we, and we just sold. We sold something that we loved and it was at that show that we had a lot of people saying, you know, what is this product? What, can I, can I do this same thing? And, and at that point, we were just two moms and two dads selling something that we loved. As always, we'll start off with the company history. There's not a ton of information out there about this particular MLM, but according to Paparazzi's website, it was sisters Misty and Chani that started the business. Their whim of showing people how to accessorize became, as paparazzi calls it, a national phenomenon. Misty and Trent Kirby, as well as Chani and Ryan Reeve, the sisters and their husbands, are the official founders. Of course, there's a ton of other information about this on their about page too, about how this company empowers women and builds self-assurance with a fun financial future, but we'll get there to those you know, beautifully created words. As for right now, I wanted to focus on Misty and Chani. Their about pages read as such. Party Girl would be an apt description for Misty Kirby, at least if party can be defined by ice cream, decorations, and any excuse to celebrate a holiday, no matter how small. With a degree in broadcast journalism, Misty always dreamed of being a TV anchor. So it was no surprise that combining news of design trends with her passion for parties resulted in the paparazzi phenomenon. She takes a hands-on approach with the company, designing and creating paparazzi products and interacting with consultants all over the nation. More than anything, she loves that a concept as fun as accessories is able to literally change people's lives. Now that's a reason to party. And Chani's reads, if you ask Chani Reeve the best quality of the paparazzi opportunity, she may well say the ability to be footloose and fancy free. A mother of four herself, Chani loves that paparazzi allows consultants to live by their own schedules. She personally sees the value in being able to work a powerful income stream around field trips, birthday parties, and play dates. Born to organize, Chani earned an elementary education degree while cleaning houses and actually enjoyed the job. She continues to lend her attention and detail to paparazzi. Her easygoing style goes hand in hand with her vision for the company, keep it fun and flexible. And I can't completely put my finger on why, but these about me pages simply read as just really odd and superficial to me. Like, I'm not trying to shame anyone for liking birthday parties like you do you if it's not hurting anyone, but just like the whole, you know, empower women thing and you know, their bios read like they're trying to appeal to kids or maybe young mothers, like the generic word fun just seen in a lot of like descriptors on their site. I don't know, it's just, It just doesn't feel right. It comes off, like I said, as extremely superficial. And I don't know what's worse. MLM founders that are incredibly manipulative to try and lure you in by sounding like a truly incredible business or that these kinds of MLMs just try to sound like they're offering you just 
this amazing time and in actuality, you're probably gonna just tear your hair out. I don't wanna judge the products too quickly though in the company. So I decided to obviously keep digging and see what more information I could find about their company history. How did they begin? Why did they choose an MLM structure? Well, a lot of this is revealed in videos of Chani and Misty speaking about the company. I found a video online where Chani mentions that one of their first big events was in Denver, a taste of Colorado. And God damn Colorado, you don't disappoint me often, but this is just one of those moments, ain't it? This is a music and food festival in Colorado that takes place over Labor Day weekend. And there's a ton of kiosks that are set up. Like you get the idea. It's a super fun event, by the way. Chani says that when they heard about this event, her and Misty had only two weeks to prepare and they had no product and they paid a ton of money for the booth and the hotel. Still, they took the risk and gained some interest from that show. Again, this isn't anything alarming. And I'm not saying that business owners aren't allowed to make mistakes since, hey, that's how you learn. I mean, hell, I think you guys know for like at least a year now that I've been researching and testing multiple products to launch this open candle shop. And it's still not launched because I still don't think it's perfect. So for me seeing only two weeks to repair, that sounds like a nightmare to me, but I guess it worked for them. All this really shows is just how inexperienced and unprepared Chani and Misty were. They even say that the other businesses had all been set up with their displays and given the ready to go when they were just arriving there. So frankly, this tells me that they may not have done proper research. They didn't know how long to prepare for an event such as this. So it doesn't make too much of a leap here to assume that maybe they didn't properly research why an MLM isn't a great business model either. That's my assumption, obviously though. I'm obviously just trying to piece this together with what I've got, but one source states, The company was started by Misty Kirby in 2008, whose original goal was to save up enough money for a trip to Disneyland. Paparazzi accessories survived the economic recession and has grown ever since. In 2009, Misty's sister Chani joined the company and together they frequented outdoor fairs, women's expos, trade shows, rodeos, boutiques, and home parties. Within six months, the company had grown over 900%. Now, with knowing that information and their understanding from their videos of how they were rushing to even set up booths and stuff, part of the reason that, you know, they may have chosen an MLM business model is because they grew quickly and they panicked. And my opinion on this is that perhaps they were overwhelmed and they looked at business models that would take pressure off of them and put it on their distributors. And again, my opinion, my speculation, I can't know for sure, but that's what it looks like to me. By 2010, they were in fact an MLM. So within two years, they had changed their business model from, I guess, being the sellers to having sellers. And sites like Gig Hustlers insist that they are a legit MLM that gives their consultants good bonuses of 45% as long as you're good at selling and recruiting. And you know they say you'll do well. Of course, I find that last part interesting. If it's all about being a good salesperson, then why do you need to recruit people at all? When I used to do sales, I used to do car sales. As a matter of fact, uh, I never had to recruit anybody. Uh, There was no recruitment process. I didn't get bonuses for recruiting people to also go into car sales. So I just find that interesting, that's all. But anyway, as a repetitor, again, from many other episodes, uh, MLM distributors depend on a downline to make money, not necessarily the product. Selling the product is really for the bottom of the barrel, AKA the people who aren't really gonna make it far or make a lot of money with that company. So when you're selling the company to someone, well, you know, now we're entering pyramid scheme territory because that's what a pyramid scheme is all about. But before we get too deep down that rabbit hole, let's take a moment to step back and take a look at their products. What is the jewelry and is it actually decent? What kind of styles do they have? Let's take a quick look. Paparazzi's jewelry is fine, I guess. I don't absolutely hate it. It's just extremely basic. Uh, I'm not a huge jewelry person to begin with. So how could I really, you know, be 
in touch with what's stylish now, but nonetheless, the general flow and design and styling of everything, it's just not super unique or really interesting. They do have a fair amount of jewelry that's only $5, but it looks like something you could buy on eBay and get shipped from China or AliExpress or Wish or whatever. And it looks to be about the same quality. And those kinds of things, by the way, like they're gonna turn your ears green if you put the earrings and stuff over time. And if you have allergies to metal, you really can't 100% know what it is. That's for the eBay stuff, but it kind of looks the same. So I'm just taking a guess here. Since a lot of the products are only $5, you get what you pay for, obviously. And that 45% commission isn't looking that great anymore when a lot of the jewelry is dirt cheap. I won't take you through their entire catalog because it's just it's just so damn generic and I'm really not here to judge a sense of fashion. I'm sure some people think this is just slamming. This is just the best designs ever, but for me, it's clearly not my cup of tea. Interestingly enough to touch on that earlier point of the whole, it looks like the stuff that's from eBay or Wish or whatever, Paparazzi does transparently state on their website that yes, they are made in China, but they also say that their products are one of a kind, lead-free and nickel-free, seeming to apply that they have some quality backed behind them. If there's anything I've learned from that fast fashion episode, it's that people suffer at the hands of fast fashion. So when something is cheap, inexpensive and fashion forward or trendy, chances are there's not great quality behind it. So do with that information what you will. But let's take a look at what other people have to say about the quality from paparazzi. So to start, I went to BBB to try and look for any reviews that specifically address the quality themselves. Do they fall apart after you wear them a few times? I mean, if you pay $5, I wouldn't be super surprised, but even so. Unsurprisingly, some complaints stated that the jewelry was cheap quality and the reviews tell the same story. They're currently at 2.8 stars out of five. So that's a bit of a yikes on trikes from me as well. And a totally non-shameful plug here. If you want a Yikes on Trikes shirt, mug, whatever, it's in the merch shop, multilevelmerch.shop. Okay, anyway, back to paparazzi. Here's a few reviews that spoke to the quality of the products as per the people who actually purchased these. Cheap jewelry, lies about it being nickel and lead free, breaks within minutes, predatory business model and very scammy compensation plan. This review, oddly enough, was four stars. So I've got no idea what that's on about, but here's a few more. And this one is in all caps, but I'm not gonna yell it to you. What junk, all they say is that it's beautiful and wearable, but when you receive it, it's half the size. It comes with a card telling you how to wear it. There's five don'ts, no guarantee, no returns, nothing but a pyramid scam, totally disappointment, never again. Buyer beware, there's five don'ts. You find out all this after purchase. They need to be shut down. Again, the reviewer here, Geraldine, was clearly incredibly upset because she typed this in all caps, just so you know, the quality is just scream worthy. But anyway, let's keep moving on. Another reviewer, Heidi, states the following. Their product is crap and the stuff is always broken or tarnished. It is not worth the $5. As a consultant, you are pushed to buy more than you are selling. You make no money and you are left with the shit uplines only want to help you if you're making them lots of money. They make fun and are rude to other consultants who are just asking questions or want help selling. I am tired of a shit company that won't even give credits when the stuff is broken. And many, many more reviews claim that the products themselves actually arrive broken. Another reviewer, April, says that she knows the jewelry is costume jewelry, but even for costume jewelry, that's bad. The thing is, there's a few pieces of costume jewelry that you may be safe with. Like I've bought a few cute little stud earrings from eBay before that are dirt cheap and it's not something I'd wear consistently and they do turn my ears green after some time, but you know, I paid like $1.50 for them. So what was I expecting? Novelty items make sense, that's fine. And that's what paparazzi seems to be. 
My frustration is that they don't sell costume jewelry and it's the fact that they don't present it that way. Even if their items are arriving in the mail broken to consumers, like you should be upfront about that and be honest, like, hey, if something ends up broken, like let's fix it. But they don't really seem to do that. There's independent jewelry consultants, AKA the distributors telling their reviews that the metal the earrings are made of is unbendable. They say the weight on it is amazing and that paparazzi accessories are amazing quality and your skin won't turn green. It's hard for me like, cause I don't wanna blame the distributors for saying this. I'm not trying to attack any one seller because of this either. And I get that they're being manipulated into joining these MLMs and they're saying whatever they can to make money. Their upline may be influencing them. So maybe this is what they're told to say. Like I, I've got no clue, but again, it's, we hear again and again that they're saying that this is quality, they won't break. Whereas the reviews clearly say otherwise. If their products are so strong and sturdy, then why are all these complaints even around? And again, as someone who used to do sales, you shouldn't have to lie about your product, okay? Like when I would sell a used car, I'm gonna tell that person about this car and what mechanics found, you know, like the good and the bad, because if you lie to your consumer, that can get you in serious trouble. But just with MLMs, it never ceases to amaze me how they just lie. Other than the product quality, however, there's been a lot of reviews about the salespeople themselves. And again, I'm not gonna be calling out any particular distributors, I'm not naming names. And if anything, I blame the company for not disciplining their employees that, you know, and be like, hey, we don't condone this behavior or, you know, just like training them. But regardless, let's hear what some reviews say about consultants. This company is beyond horrible, nothing but a pyramid scheme. I was a somebody until my downlines quit and I wasn't making as money for my uplines. I chose to leave due to all the bullying and negativity. They then tried to say they were canceling me. I fixed that really quick. I won drawings from two of my uplines and this was never given to me, but they sure do like to brag on themselves for giving stuff that they sure don't send out. My last commission check will now be withheld because I quit. I earned that money up until I did quit. A real place of employment even gives you your last paycheck. Other reviews say that the uplines pressured them into buying thousands of dollars worth of product with many referring to their uplines as cutthroat. Even sellers that do sell these products and stand by them say, as long as I don't sleep, swim, sweat, shower, put on sprays, perfumes, or lotion, my jewelry doesn't fade. And I absolutely hope that's sarcastic because I'm pretty sure if you have to never sleep in order to wear jewelry again, I just don't think it's worth it. But of course that's just an opinion. Another seller states, I thought, hey, this is easy and the jewelry sells itself. Wrong. I put almost a grand into this business within a few months. I took a loss, a big loss. The last two months of business, it was taking an average of two to three weeks for shipping. That was money that I paid them for merchandise and not able to sell it until it arrived. I signed up under someone in my hometown, which was six hours away in Virginia. The main woman in this area has saturated it bad. And that's another aspect of this business that I don't think necessarily gets talked about often. And it's definitely something that I kind of skim over and that's market saturation. If you've got a ton of paparazzi sellers in one area, then others have to be, as these sellers put it, cutthroat to better sell the products. Frustratingly, this makes it impossible for the downline to make any money from sales. Some sources explain that market saturation is bound to happen with MLMs in time, especially when it comes to products that aren't reusable. You can go to different sellers if the MLM is something like supplements, beauty products, you know, things like that, that you're going to have to replenish your supply of eventually. But when it comes to jewelry, if you're going to buy a bunch of products, then you expect them to last for some time. If you're not gonna constantly replenish your jewelry, that is. And some people might especially like 
you know, not want to replenish that if their jewelry is always breaking. Like, why would you want to buy from the seller again if the first round of jewelry you bought broke and, you know, was staining and turning green and all that crap? But I've seen enough of the reviews and complaints that do lead me to believe that paparazzi uh, market is largely oversaturated and the upline is again, as these complaints say, cutthroat. I obviously can't confirm that completely. It's just my personal theory and you guys can absolutely take it or leave it though. But now we kind of have a rough idea of what might be going on behind closed doors. So let's get some definitive concrete answers about what paparazzi is and what it is that they actually stand for. Now the BBB has had enough complaints and reviews and problems that they have a monitoring inquiry into paparazzi. So this report states under basis of inquiry, The Direct Selling Self-Regulatory Council is a national advertising self-regulation program administered by BBB National Programs, Inc. This inquiry was commenced by the DSSRC pursuant to its ongoing independent monitoring of advertising and marketing claims in the direct selling industry. Specifically, DSSRC identified several core earning claims being disseminated on social media by independent consultants of the company. The representative earning claims that were subject to this inquiry are as follows. The last two years, my upline has dedicated her life to building a business that has created well over a six-figure income for her family. In only five months, she moved over 12,500 pieces, woot woot. I realized with paparazzi accessories that I can completely replace my full-time income with hard work and determination. Facebook image of paparazzi consultant sales in the last 30 days, $25,336.99 paid last 30 days. Below is a screenshot of my sales in the last 30 days. I have a degree in human services and picked up this to make an extra 300 a month, knew nothing about running a business, never had a retail job, but look, because of paparazzi, I have been able to accomplish more than I ever thought I could. Looking to make some extra cash? Interested in replacing your full-time income? Invest into her future. Not every investment can bring financial freedom, but paparazzi can. Earn as little or as much as she wants. There's a lot of statements like this. And, oh, you'll make a ton of money. Oh, I make a full-time living on a part-time work. Thousands of dollars right from my phone. Like, you get the picture. Paparazzi has been around for a decade. So to be honest, I really expected worse than this. I don't see any massive lawsuits, just shady earnings claims and mediocre products. The inquiry continues and reads, The company maintained that it devotes significant time, resources, and attention to ensure that it sustains high standards of truth and accuracy in its advertising and that of its consultants. Specifically, Paparazzi stated that though both of its written policies and compliance programs, it has worked to limit earnings claims made by consultants of the company. In addition, the company informed DSSRC that it was in the process of initiating a new enhanced compliance program to further eliminate earnings claims by consultants of the company. As part of the company's efforts, Paparazzi indicated that it would include an earning statement on the Paparazzi website and make it a mandatory requirement for consultants that all earning-based related statements contain a link to the company's earning statement. In addition, the company stated that it would work to enhance its monitoring of the claims being made in the marketplace by consultants of Paparazzi. In response to DSSRC's concern regarding consumer takeaway of the representative earning claims at issue, the company maintained it had made additional changes, which included, a new earring written statement disclosure on the paparazzi website, a written statement disseminated to all consultants with guidelines on the use of earring claims, which include the prohibition of any type of earring claim without a clear and obvious link to the company's earring statement disclosure. Sorry, that was a bit long. I just wanted to ensure we didn't really miss any details here, but it's true, paparazzi has an income disclosure on their site, which we'll be going over in just a moment. But if we're being honest, I don't think it does much. 
maybe it dissuades some people from joining, sure. But the income disclosures of many MLMs are available online and that doesn't stop them from growing. It also doesn't really slow the high turnover rates and it's not as if distributors don't try to debunk their company's own information. We've seen it before. Many distributors say they're earning a real living when in actuality, they're often spending as much on stock as they actually make. The BBB's inquiry analysis and recommendation said that they acknowledged and appreciated the changes paparazzi was trying to make, but they added the company should be monitoring their consultants more often. More specifically, they say that the consultants need to state the amount of earnings they get if it's a large amount isn't typical. Sure, some distributors may earn thousands of dollars a month if they're at the top of the pyramid, but for them to imply that every entry-level jewelry consultant coming into this very saturated market can do the same is simply inaccurate and misleading. Paparazzi didn't provide any sort of statement about this, which, hey, you know, they're not entitled to do so. Personally, I would find it just a bit more reassuring if this MLM said, hey, we recognize why this inquiry took place and we're working on it rather than, well, you know, crickets. The DSSRC says they'll still monitor paparazzi's income claims. So, hey, if any of you happen to see false advertising about income in this MLM in particular, go ahead and report it to DSSRC because they're already on thin ice. Now, as for the ever important income disclosure and obviously the question, can you make money with this MLM? Short answer, no. The vast majority of their sellers make under $25 on average. And sure, there are exceptions and some people in that category may make more, but almost 70% are earning that. And that's the second tier up as well. If I had to guess, I'd say paparazzi makes it easy to be promoted. That way their sellers can feel like they're climbing up that ladder when in actuality, the vast majority won't make it past the third tier. In other words, very few make more than an average of $186. As the finance guy puts it, according to the official paparazzi opportunity page, getting started takes just three simple steps. One, find a consultant. Two, buy a starter pack. Three, start the party. Sounds too easy. They proudly remind us that all items are just $5 and every sale you make from your paparazzi party can earn you between 35 to 45% in commission. Just to clarify, that's between $1.75 and $2.25 per item. With those margins, you'd want to be making a lot of sales. Depending on which starter kit you select, you can spend between $99 and $499 to purchase your initial inventory to get yourself ready to sell at your very own paparazzi party. While it's nice to know that you can earn bonuses if you climb to the top of the MLM triangle, you should remember that all these bonuses are included in the price paid by consultants. If you are a new consultant, then 39% of what you pay for paparazzi will go to your upline as commission. Doing the math, we see that 99.15% of paparazzi consultants earn less than a full-time income from the opportunity. And I'm gonna be real with you guys, this wasn't nearly as bad as I was expecting. Now, don't get me wrong, the numbers are absolutely abysmal. I don't think this MLM has earned the right to call itself an empowering opportunity for anyone, but you know, that's pretty tame for an MLM overall. I don't think anyone should be supporting this business model, but like with Sensi and Color Street, the most I can say about this MLM is that it's mediocre quality and there's virtually no opportunity here. So then what about Park Lane? Since there wasn't a ton to cover with paparazzi, I wanted to discuss another jewelry MLM that's been around a little longer to see what they're up to and if they managed to keep their noses clean. But before we step into the history of Park Lane, let's take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Are you unhappy with your smile? Well, you don't have to be. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, removable, and practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth, and now they love their smile. 
Just like Sharon H. from Pittsburgh that said, I wore braces as a teenager. Flash forward 30 years, I had crowding on the bottom of one of my teeth actually stuck out. That's when I made the decision to move forward with Candid and I finally got my confidence back. And Candid is here to help you straighten your teeth so you can fall in love with your smile again too. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who's an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care you get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And while other companies use general dentists, Candid only works with orthodontists. And with Candid, you'll get the same orthodontist who created your plan with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. So if you wanna see your best smile, get started with straightening your teeth today. Right now you can save $75 on Candid's starter kit. Go to candidco.com slash MLM and use code MLM. Again, that's candidco.com slash MLM, code MLM. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 off your starter kit. Candidco.com slash MLM, use code MLM. Today's episode is also sponsored by Canva. Now, many of you probably know that I am one of the few people in the world who don't actually know how to use Photoshop. I'm actually really, really terrible with it. And so I've been trying to find other programs that are just kind of like easier and user-friendly to understand when it comes to like making thumbnails, for example, because as some of you may have noticed, I definitely don't make my thumbnails using Photoshop. Um, But what I do use is Canva, specifically Canva Pro. And I think it's a really awesome, easy to use software. And I'm actually really stoked that they would wanna sponsor the channel. So of course I said, hell yeah, when they asked. Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer just getting started, Canva Pro can help you boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. And it's quick, easy, and affordable, no matter what you need. Canva Pro even has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. One of my favorite things about Canva Pro, like I said, is obviously the fact that I can really quickly create thumbnails with them. And recently they added new shading and glowing features. So it's really easy to help make my sprite stand out on each of the thumbnails now. So design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial period when you use my promo code. Just go to canva.com slash Mondays to get your free 45-day extended trial. Again, that's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash Mondays, canva.me slash Mondays. jewelry has been around since 1955. We are talking decades and decades of empowering women to go out and create a better life for themselves. When my mother and father started this company, there wasn't much opportunity available to women. So it was through my mother's efforts that she conditioned women they deserved more. Park Lane Jewelry has been around since 1955. According to their site, their goal is to offer men and women entrepreneurship that adorns their life with style and success. They were founded in Chicago in 1955 by Arthur and Shirley Levin. Their page reads, Park Lane Jewelry based in Schaumburg, Illinois, USA is a second generation family owned and operated company. Park Lane was founded in Chicago in 1955 by Shirley and Arthur Levin. 
Through their efforts, the company is today recognized as the leading fashion jewelry direct sales company, known especially for its generous representative, hostess and customer programs, which include guaranteed products, no product buy-in at startup and high quality fashion jewelry. Park Lane offers the perfect solution to mothers who wish to spend time with their children yet want the opportunity to generate income for their families. It also can be a great part-time endeavor for anyone wishing to supplement income, start their own business or create financial independence. If you are looking to create your own work schedule, earn trips, jewelry, and prizes, then explore the opportunities available at Park Lane Jewelry. The company is now run by their son, Scott. Just like paparazzi, Shirley says the business is all about fun and earning money while doing it. And yeah, we'll see about that earning money part very soon. Park Lane's website claims that there are three CEOs, all of whom are Arthur and Shirley's sons named Scott, Arthur, and Mark. A different Levin son, Ryan, has faced some massive controversy when he was involved in a hit and run back in 2011, but the Levin personal backgrounds remain relatively unknown otherwise. I do wanna note briefly that this hit and run did kill two people and infuriatingly enough, Ryan managed to completely avoid jail time. So being wealthy really does let you get away with everything. He killed two people, paid the widows, and then spent two years under house arrest and probably a nice house too. A Florida law professor even said the sentence was so light it was disturbing and Ryan Levin for a time was known as the millionaire playboy because of his parents, quote, costume jewelry empire, end quote. Oh, and in case you were wondering, he had more than 50 traffic violations and had even driven into a Chicago police officer before this event. So it's not like it was some sudden random incident. The article states, Levin's silver spoon existence will hardly be cramped during his two years of house arrest when he is confined to one of his parents' two $600,000 seaside condos. He can exercise in the building's gym, attend church, and does not have to wear an electronic monitor to ensure his whereabouts. He has claimed to be a different person today, which is great if true, but he does seem very genuine about that in his interviews, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like he still should have been given time behind bars, like he murdered people. My sympathy will always be limited for someone that commits a crime like murder and then gets away with it because of checkbook justice. I can't even imagine how the widows must have felt. No amount of money will bring their husbands back. I could talk about this all day, frankly, because it's so infuriating, but I'm not here to talk about how the justice system failed Craig Elford and Kenneth Watkinson, his victims, or how fucked up it is that Ryan initially blamed one of his friends. Instead, we're going to get back into the business and how they handle themselves. I just found this to be an interesting little side tangent because the owners are who started Park Lane and they just kind of let their kids off on a leash. And I feel that it's quite telling to their morals and standards, which we'll probably see reflected very shortly in their company. There is one pretty odd news article from the company when Arthur Levin posted that his son Scott was married and he then challenged his salespeople to compete in a happily ever after challenge to celebrate. Like like I said, it's gonna get weird. So here's what it said. Everyone who meets the happily ever after challenge by submitting $1,200 personal net non-commissioned sales purchased on the commission dates in September will receive a pair of happily ever after earrings. Plus all qualifiers will be entered into a very special drawing. 25 names will be drawn and each will receive a whopping 5,000 bonus points towards the Venice, Italy trip contest. 5,000 extra points would certainly be a big boost towards your goal. It seems a bit weird to use your son's wedding as incentive to your distributors, but hey, maybe that's just me. They've had some good promotional materials though before and some pretty recent at that. Another press release from their site reads the following. 
Christine Lammers noticed healthcare workers on the front line of the coronavirus crisis were overworked, stressed beyond limits, and extremely short on smiles. Knowing how she has brightened many women's days with sparkle box surprises in the past, she instantly came up with a project called Project Sparkle to brighten up these overworked, overstressed healthcare workers who are in the front line. Christine Lammers said the project started with an idea to deliver jewelry to women working on the front lines in hospitals. Now there's a movement underway that's catching on across the country. Other sources rebut the idea and say it was started a little differently with a stylist named Tish Medford, but regardless, the idea went over well. A part of me feels like I'd be a bit more inclined to pat them on the back if Park Lane were paying for these sparkle boxes or donating them as opposed to asking for donations, but I'll admit maybe I'm just being a little nitpicky here. They brighten some nurses' days and all in all, that's the point. This company like paparazzi, doesn't have quite as much dirt as I'm used to. And in some ways that's a relief. In others, it makes me a little more suspicious. Now, as for their jewelry, it seems to be like the grown-up version of paparazzi as far as I can tell. Their styles seem to be a little less colorful and a bit more understated as if they're trying to appeal to a more luxury audience. Their prices definitely aren't $5 anyway. They also do that thing where they say this bracelet is normally $200, but you can get it for 30 kind of thing on their website, which I just don't buy either. There's no way it's on sale for that much. Even if I do buy that, this isn't junk jewelry. Some of their products just seem incredibly overpriced. But again, I'll admit, I'm not a huge jewelry person to begin with. So, you know, maybe I'm not the best person to judge the value of a jewelry item, but I can judge the value of an MLM. I tried to take a look at some of their reviews online and I found pretty minimal feedback. They only had one star on BBB, but it was only two reviews there too. One states, one star because zero stars is not an option. This is costume jewelry and the only reason to pay the high price is because of the lifetime warranty they promised. I bought well over $1,000 worth of jewelry in 2011 and was ready to send pieces in to be replaced only to learn that they don't do that anymore. How can you not honor a warranty? Do not purchase from this company. The jewelry quality is no different than $5 paparazzi jewelry. Yikes, this person has got to stop buying MLM jewelry just for starters, like seriously. The other one stated that the customer had been waiting over a month for their jewelry and it was a $450 order. Reviews on Facebook were positive and there were over 800 of them. So the quality might be fine for most people or there may be distributors reviewing for the company. I can't be like knowing for sure because as much as I love you guys, I'm not gonna come through 800 whole reviews, but let's take a look at a few though. One post there stated, Do not order. I was a stylist and can't recommend the jewelry. My customers were never satisfied with the quality of the jewelry and I spent more time and money returning items for them. The jewelry is crap and not worth the huge prices. I found nicer stuff at Charming Charlie. The metal finishes wore off, stones fell out, pieces broke, and when it came time to honor the lifetime warranty, oh, we don't do that anymore. What? When I bought it, it was sold with a lifetime warranty, so you should honor that, but you just change your mind? That's bullshit. The whole company is a scam. Many recent reviews have similar things to say. They refused to give me a refund. The customer service was a joke and several broke. It's a bit odd because when I scroll through the page, there seems to be countless people and their names next to doesn't recommend Park Lane jewelry. And I'll admit I'm not super familiar with Facebook and I don't use it much. So I've got to wonder if these people aren't actually leaving star reviews and that's why they're leaving 4.6. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, but I see the word overpriced and terrible customer service all over this page. There's a few questionable aspects to their shipping too, as a few users have mentioned. My mother hosted a Park Lane jewelry party. I have no complaints about the fashion consultant. However, it is absurd that everyone had to pay $6.50 in shipping when it got delivered to one house. 
or do not order from this company. I had a problem with three of the items I ordered. One was a ring that did not fit, second was a broken bracelet, and third was a set of earrings I never received because they were out of stock, but I was still charged for. Ultimately, this is all opinion. There are plenty of positive reviews on Facebook as well, and if you choose to believe those, then I can't blame you because, you know, hey, someone's gotta trust a review at some point, whether you choose the good or the bad. I've never worn them, so I can't speak to their quality. But enough people have had serious issues that the company is questionable to me, and that's the worst I can say so far is questionable. So let's take a look at some of the more black and white issues at Park Lane. And thankfully, perhaps, you know, since they've been around for a bit longer, Park Lane does have a lawsuit we can look at. One of these lawsuits come from Herb and Rita Lindsay. According to the case, defendant Park Lane sells jewelry through independent contractors who host sale parties offering Park Lane wares. Under Park Lane's compensation scheme, these independent contractors receive a commission on the sales of Park Lane products. Additionally, an independent contractor would recruit others to become part of their sales team and would receive a cut of their team members' commissions. The Lindsays were involved in a similar program with Park Lane's primary competitor, Princess House Inc. Princess House and Park Lane have previously entered into a consent decree regulating Park Lane's method of recruiting independent contractors. After over 15 years of service for Princess House, the Lindsays decided to affiliate with Park Lane in 1990, bringing members of their sales team with them. Princess House subsequently brought suit against Park Lane and the Lindsays, alleging violations of consent decree. After receiving word of the lawsuit, the Lindsays contacted Park Lane by telephone. Along with the Lindsays, the following individuals were present on the line. Arthur Levin, president of Park Lane, Shirley and Scott Levin, both officers of Park Lane, and John Leader and Ed Woods, attorneys of Brown and Woods, the law firm representing Park Lane. The Lindsays expressed their concern about the lawsuit, particularly about paying for the suit. Herb Lindsay spoke with Scott Levin, who told him not to worry about the lawsuit. According to Herb Lindsay, when pressed further, Levin stated, well, you don't have to worry about anything. You're a member of the Park Lane family. Shirley Levin herself even apparently assured the Lindsays that they were part of the family. Their expenses were covered and they would even file a counterclaim on her behalf. Unfortunately, it was all empty words. The court, from what I can tell, concluded that there was no breach of contract and they weren't liable for what they told the Lindsays over the phone. Is this the worst lawsuit I've ever seen? No, but does it mean they're kind of shady? Well, maybe. I don't think the Lindsays were making it up because that's not what the Levens really argued. They didn't say, we never said that. Their argument was simply, you can't hold us to that. Park Lane Jewelry makes over $100 million annually. Well, at least they used to. I'm not sure how much they've earned in more recent years, but they absolutely could have afforded to defend the Lenzies, as they said. As for Park Lane, they don't actually reveal their income disclosure as paparazzi does. It seems that their distributors don't make these wild unfounded claims quite as often because they haven't been required to. However, one source of mine did reveal a bit about their business practice and one of the sales tactics that distributors are encouraged to adapt and use during their parties, and it reads. During the last two minutes of my jewelry presentation, I play a ticket game with passion and excitement. At the start of the ticket game, I hand out three envelopes. The envelope marked number one contains $150 worth of play money. Number two contains $300 worth of play money. And envelope marked number three contains $650 worth of play money. I then say, okay, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask me anything you've ever wondered about how this type of business works. Now, I want you to know that I realize this business is not for everyone, but I do know it can be for anyone. So even if you are not interested, go ahead and ask me anything you have ever wondered. Nothing is off limits. You will receive a drawing ticket for each question asked. At the point in the game when someone asks, how much do you make? I say, that is a great question. Whoever is envelope one, please open it and share the contents with us. 
After they count the money and share the amount, I say, a new fashion director with Park Lane can make $150 a week for showing the jewelry one time. That is $600 a month. Let me ask you, how would $600 a month impact your family? This is where the magic happens. Let them answer. They are selling themselves and each other on how our business could benefit them or someone they know. Then I ask, whoever is envelope number two, please open it and share the contents with us. After they count the money and share the amount, I say, a fashion director with Park Lane can make $300 a week by showing the jewelry just two times. That is $1,200 a month. Let me ask you, how would $1,200 a month impact your family? Again, let them answer. Then I ask, whoever has envelope number three, please open it and share the contents with us. After they count the money and share the amount, I say, a Park Lane leader with only 16 members can make $650 a week. That's $2,600 a month. Let me ask you, how would $2,600 a month impact your family? Again, let them answer. This is most powerful. This is real money and can be life-changing for so many. I end the game with, let me ask you a question. If your children came to you and said they wanted to try soccer, dance, or karate, would you say you can't do that? No, you would say try it. You never know if it's for you unless you give it a try. If it isn't for you, you never have to do it again. Give yourself the same advice. Give this business one month, show the jewelry five times. The worst that could happen is you have a ton of jewelry, a wallet full of money, and the satisfaction that you tried. The best thing that can happen is that you realize that Park Lane is a perfect match. I then finish with drawing a ticket and presenting the winner with a small prize or a piece of incentive jewelry. I know that was a bit long, but I wanted to go through the entire method that they teach word for word. There's so much wrong with this, but I'm going to try and explain to it one piece at a time. First of all, I do not have an income disclosure. So I don't know if what that person is saying is actually even real and no one can actually verify that. However, for every presenter to be given this script is incredibly dishonest. I do not believe for a second that all their distributors earn over $2,000 a month. Hell, even if they were earning a fair amount, once you take away self-employment taxes, stock, travel, and account for all the time you spend planning these parties, it's not as much as you think it is. Secondly, it's incredibly manipulative to act as if all of these things you need are within reach. How would thousands of dollars impact your family? Like a fucking course that's gonna be beneficial, like no shit, Sherlock. Times are tough. Like times are really tough, especially now. So to use this to get people to sign up for your MLM is just misleading. There's no language about how not everyone makes this much and the average seller earnings are X. It's just, wouldn't you like this money? Like, yeah, sure. Everyone would like this money, Karen. Third, the other alarming piece of this is when they're stating you can make this much with a team. It's not saying, oh, hey, you can make a ton of money from selling. It's you get a downline to reach those higher numbers. And this does show that Park Lane, like other MLMs, demand recruitment and they depend on it for success. All in all, I don't think paparazzi or Park Lane are the worst MLMs out there. They're both pretty mediocre, yeah. Disheartening and misleading are pretty much industry standard for MLMs. Even so, I wanted to put this information out there because quite frankly, there isn't that much information and it would be nice to have it kind of compiled and neatly put together. So that's what I hope I did. But with all that being said, that's where I'm going to end today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following and subscribing so that you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you want more from me, make sure to check out my Linktree link, which will have links for all of my social media and other projects that I'm involved in as well. So again, thank you all for making it to another episode of Multi-Level Mondays. Love you all, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Lie on me for parks, say